Well, well they, we, well, we're going to time travel well, shenanigans well, here and well, try and figure out what the heck was going on. What, what was one of the biggest questions for you going into Loki season two? Um, is this going to fix the MCU? <laughs> uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, man. What a mess. What feels like what a mess. <laughs> for me, it was, it was that, but it was also like, how much, how much of Jonathan majors are we going to see? Because right. he wasn't featured a whole lot in the trailers or the promotional stuff, obviously because of the stuff that, you know, the charges against him and, and stuff like what's going on in his personal life. Um, and this episode kind of answered that for me. They're just like, no, he's look. JM is our king, man, and and we it's just he's in our show, like in a big way, in a big way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a very big way. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Movie Men Podcast. The B team. That's Brady. That's Carl. Why do you always sound so confused? This time I am genuinely confused. <laughs> Why did we do that? Because it keeps you on your toes. <laughs> You're a jerk. Uh, and we're back. We're back. It's season two, episode three of... I was about to say Kang Dynasty, basically. <laughs> of Loki season two. Yeah, um, three. episode three, 1893. 1893, in which all of the big crazy things that just happened at the end of the last episode, like the bombing of the timelines, is really not referenced at all. Yeah. <laughs> Was like this important? No, I don't like, I don't know. I don't under, I don't fully understand what happened there, but that's uh, okay. You know, whatever. Yeah. All right. So, let's kick things off. The episode starts in 1868 on the Sacred Timeline. An important distinction here. In Chicago, Illinois, with a ragtime piano rendition of the Marvel theme before the opening on what appears to be a slum. Listen, we have had many... (coughs) (coughs) Coughing fits. Um, no, we've had many Marvel shows, movies, whatever, that have opened with the Marvel logo, but not the normal fanfare, right? Without the like, bump, bump, butter, dump, bump, butter, dump, like, um, it, you know, whether it be Spider-Man No Way Home or whatever, they use like a different song, or what's the one, I think Iron Man 2 just began with like, the audio from the press conference where he revealed that he was Iron Man. There's been a couple. There's been a couple where they don't use the Marvel fanfare. This was really cool. I honestly didn't notice. (laughs) Really? It's like an old-time ragtime piano, but they're playing the the Marvel song. You didn't notice that? Um... If I did, it didn't stand out to me enough for me to pay attention to it and remember it now. Man, that was one of the points of this episode that I was the most looking forward to talking to you about. <laughs> yeah, you, sorry. You cut me. You. you cut me deep here. <laughs> you cut me real deep. Ravona is greeted by Miss Minutes, who has brought her here to do what he who remains wanted. Uh, brought here to do he who remains ziz bidding. It seems that kicking off his own variance interest in the TVA was always a part of his plan, and even if he who remains couldn't see past a certain point toward the end of his life, he certainly prepared for the worst. Now, this is where, I mean, this is, this, this scene is cool, right? Ravona delivers a copy of the TVA guidebook to young Victor Timely's, uh, 
with the promise that he is on top of the TVA, she and Miss Minutes will rule beside him. Now, it's a cool scene. It's cool because it does a whole time travel-y, like, hey, we're going to go back, we're going to give him the book, and then we're going to jump 25 years forward, and he's going to have read the book and have extrapolated and designed his own shit and, you know, whatever. But this is where... This is where things... Where where I need some explaining. I need someone to make sense of this for me, and Carl, you're usually my go-to, so buckle up. I'm your only (laughs) go-to. It's true. Um, He who remains... Uh, like, okay, so he had this plan to, like, get this variant up to speed. So I think that's the that's a question that, that I, I don't think this sh- episode answers. Is, is the version that gets this book... So this is sacred timeline right at the beginning. So mm-hmm. there, there are Kangs from multiple timelines and multiple different parts in actual, like come for coming from different parts of actual time or, but like, is this he who remains on the sacred timeline or is this, or is he who remains a variant from a different timeline that is pruned? He's just happens to be the, the Kang that, that won and, defeated the rest of them and started the TVA. Does does that question make sense? Yes. You know what I mean? And and maybe makes more sense. This is, this is right now, this Victor child, Victor is on the sacred timeline. So presumably this is the Victor that is supposed to exist on the sacred timeline. But as soon as she gives him the book, he's now a variant because when she jumps yeah. forward a few years in time, several years in time, uh, the little thing that comes up says it's a branch timeline and no longer sacred. Because the thing is like, right, that's... Uh, my head. Yeah. <laughs> Why can't time I Time travel, multiverse. I mean, yeah. I made perfect sense, at least to me, with the spaghetti bowl bullshit in in the flash and i understand back to the future front to back yeah. i can sit back to the future made it pretty simple <laughs> i can sit and argue like anyone who tries to punch like like plot holes or contradictions or what i can sit and f- f- set you straight all day but something about the MCU's time travel, man, and the MCU's <laughs> multiverse. Like, I don't know yeah. if I'm just stupid or if they're doing a bad job. Like, I don't know which it is. Is it, but, is it arbitrary and confusing on purpose? <laughs> right? So, because he who remains, his whole MO was that he was anti-other Kangs. Yeah. Right. He, like he, he, that, he that, saw that's that Kangs, things. Kangs just fought each other and to create, have to kind of rule the multiverse and timelines. And so either Victor is he who remains, which it creates a bit of a paradox, creates the same paradox that we ran into with, um, uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Didn't right? see it. <laughs> okay. So to, this is not a spoiler, really. But in Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, there is a point where Indy does something. It, it, it It's this paradox. I did a bunch of reading up on different time travel paradoxes and stuff. But basically, Indy goes back in time and does something that enables him to be able to travel back in time in the first place, which is a paradox. Right. Right? Yeah. It's it's like, it, it creates an endless time loop, 
right? Which is fine. Time loops are a thing, right? We had a time loop in Back to the Future where Marty arrives at the end of Back to the Future to see himself get in the DeLorean, run from the Libyans, and go back in time. Well, we've already seen some of that in this show. And, like, because, like, it's on a, what is it called? An Aurora Boreas? Aurora Boreas? Like, Obi's name is the... The, the term for like an endless loop. Right. Yes. And, and we've seen that it, in the first episode when they first meet him, like mm-hmm. how, how could he possibly tell them he's Obi because that doesn't happen until Loki goes back in time and tells him he's Obi. But how can right. he know it's Obi? you know, like that's that kind of endless loop that you're talking about. So, uh, yeah. So either, Okay, let me make sense of this. Either <laughs> this is Victor. Like, either Victor is he who remains. In which case, he who remains is bidding, which was to give Victor the TVA book, creates a weird time loop paradox. Right? Or... Right. This is not Victor. This is a different Kang. That Kang, that that he who remains was not the Kang from the sacred timeline, which doesn't make any sense. Why? Like I don't know. Anyways, um, in which case, why this Kang? Why because the sacred is, timeline didn't really exist until he who remains created it. Created it in the time loom, and like yeah. And he's now he's giving all this information. Well, he's devised oh. a way to give all this information to a version of himself. Listen, if you're listening to this and it all <laughs> makes perfect sense to you, and join Carl us and, for episode four. Yeah, and Carl <laughs> and I see like a bunch of bumbling idiots. I was about to say comment, but honestly, reach out, <laughs> reach out, and we'll see about getting you on episode four so that you can explain this. Yes, if you if you are a, a whiz with theoretical physics and time and all that stuff. Yeah. Email, email us at the movie men podcast at gmail.com and say, Hey, the time travel in the MCU specifically in Loki and what's going on right now makes perfect sense. Reach out and, uh, and, and we'll get in touch and and we'll figure out a way to get you on the show. The only thing I can think of is what's going on here is, He's trying to recreate the perfect storm that created him. But why would like he he's care? He's trying after to force he's... engineer it. So is he just... But which, again, only makes sense if he is... If Victor is the one who remains. Because I don't think... This version of Victor. Yes, right? Because, because otherwise, like, if it's not... If Victor is a completely different king then that proposes that he who remains is not at all selfish. That he is so just committed to the preservation of the timeline and he's so committed to not having other kings destroy everything that he is ensuring a successor for himself even after he's dead and he who remains didn't strike me as that kind of guy like he was kind of at the end of time hiding (laughs) right like he's kind of cowering there just trying to like he wants to be the only one it's so yeah there's some arrogance there for sure so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I suppose. But if you do know, tell us, may, and and we'll maybe get this you on the podcast. Is, maybe this is exactly like what we've seen when they met Obi. You know what I mean? Go like on. He, the victor that we're seeing in this episode, is the man at the end of time, and the only reason he's the man at the end of the time is because he he engineered it in the future. The same way we, we're calling Obi, oh, the only reason we're calling Obi, Obi, is because Loki from the future went back to the past and said, oh, you're Obi. 
Right. And he's like, oh, I like that. I'll go by Obi now. And then in the future, he, he introduces himself as Obi to Loki, which is why he calls Obi Obi in the past. So you which, get kind of like that endless loop. So maybe which, the only reason the man at the end of time is the man at the end of time is because at the end, when just before his death, he engineers a way to give himself the information to, uh, to become the man at the end of time. Yeah, but that I take issue with that. It's it's a weird, yeah, it's a weird like endless loop that doesn't make sense, but I mean the Obi thing can be as explained away if simply if cuz Obi says that it was Mobius that gave him that nickname. And so if Loki simply went back like 5 years before Morbius Mobius gives him that nickname, then he just got the nickname 5 years earlier because of Loki now. Right, so it changed the past, but it it wasn't the initial causality of him being Obi. So that one's kind of like you can kind of explain away that one, but the other stuff is confusing as shit, <laughs> and I I don't understand what's happening. Again, if you do, please reach out. We'll catch you on the podcast. Uh, in the present timeline, the TVA is still at risk of a total meltdown. Even though Dox's pruning of the branches helped prevent uh, imminent down. destruction, yeah. the branches are growing back, and the loom simply can't handle the amount of new branches. Yeah, it's just giving them some time. Yeah. Obi can't do repairs or widen the diameter of the loom so that it can refine the raw time without he who remains his temporal aura. Which is something we found out about last episode, right? That they needed the temporal aura. Yeah. Uh, the only way to override the security measures is to find Miss Minutes. So Loki and Mobius are back on the case, and they end up in 1893 on a branched timeline in Chicago, which is a branched timeline because of what happened yeah. in 1868. Because Victor received the TVA book. Yes. Ah. <sighs> 25 years later, the slum that Victor grew up in, 1868, has disappeared and been replaced by the location of the famous Chicago World Fair. And it looked sick, man. Like, I don't know. I whenever someone asks me like if you could if you could travel to any decade in time, where would you go? I always say the 50s. I get it. The 50s wasn't a great time for like women's rights and black people and like, it, it, 50s had its issues, man. Right? Like, medicine wasn't what it was. Like, I wouldn't go stay there. But if I had to walk around for a week in the 50s with, like, glass bottle <clears throat> Coke and, like, the rise of teenage culture and and the, like, leather jackets and the, the Elvis Presley and whatever, that would that'd be so sick. Like, I'm all for... You know, going going down to the local malt shop and getting a <laughs> root beer float, pop. like right, like I just it's just, it's just yeah. like sick to me. Having said that, getting dressed up in eighteen late eighteen hundreds garb and hanging out around the World Fair, I don't know, that looks sick to me. Uh, Loki and Mobius find Victor performing on stage, showing off his temporal loom, uh, a smaller. Yeah, this this is. How they know they're on the right track here is kind of cool. <laughs> um, because they show up and they're like, they don't know if this is the right place or the right time. And they're kind of, they're going to suss out the fair for clues. And they like Morbius kind of shows his Sherlockian detective skills here by it's being like I'm, I'm slow and I'm precise and I'm just being aware of his 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 surroundings like I'm I, I love Sherlock Holmes and there's a really great Sherlock, kind of like uh my, one of my favorite kind of Sherlock Holmes quotes slash isms to get it really kind of shows what makes Sherlock, why Sherlock Holmes is so good at what he does is in one of the stories, he's just hanging out with Watson in their, in their apartment thing. And, um, they're talking about like how he does what he does. 
and he poses the question to his friend, well, the flight of stairs up to our, our door here, how many are there? And Watson just said, I don't know. I must have walked those stairs a hundred times and I couldn't tell you. And Sherlock's response is, he gives him the precise number of stairs. And then he says, the reason that you you don't know is because you, you, you see, but you don't observe. Right. Right. Like. And it and like Morbius kind of like and he he talk I can't remember where it is in this show but he's like talking to Loki about why like hang on let's do it a certain way because this is how I work you know like I don't know the exact words he uses but it kind of reminded me of kind of like Sherlock Holmes a little bit and this is kind of like exemplifies that because the paper boy walks by him just shouting out the titles of the new in the news article yeah. And, and Morbius is like, and he stops and goes, he stops. He's like, on. hang on. That sounds off. Give me that. And Loki, Loki didn't think twice about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So kind of this little kind of Sherlock Holmes, kind of ask kind of thing Morbius has got going on. I thought, and then the picture of the artist rendition of Miss Minutes in the paper is hilarious. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's like, and it's, it's like it was spot also, on and like really mad looking. <laughs> yeah. And, and was also hilarious when, you know, like Renslayer says, you know, you stick out like a sore thumb here and Miss Minutes is like, Oh, is this better? And oh, turns into like a yeah. black and white, like, early animation rendition <laughs> yeah yeah and then they, um, they they're they just like bumbling around the fair before they find him because they they just happen to stumble upon a sign that again kind of stands out to morbius as being that's that's not yeah right. temporal but, whatever yeah, yeah but like they're walking out of a building eating cracker jacks and apparently this is the world's fair where cracker jacks were introduced <laughs> yeah right it's so good um uh victor's temporal loom is a smaller diorama or prototype as is a very popularly used word in this episode of the one that exists in the tva loki is shocked to realize that Victor is actually a variant of He Who Remains, and they realize that they can use Victor's temporal aura to unlock the blast doors at the TVA. This is, like, listen. Again, I've been very public, I've been very forthcoming about my affinity for separating the actor's work from the shit that's going on in their personal life. Right? Like, you can have, you know, Kevin Spacey could be a piece of shit. He's a good actor. Right? It's, Wasn't like, he exonerated? It, he was. He was. Yeah. And a lot of people, like, whether that's, you know, rightfully so or not, I, who, I don't know. Um, But, you know, scum of the year, like, Bill Cosby, total scum, probably. If, if, if what, if what, has been said about him if what he was convicted of is true then total scum funny guy he's funny right and so like it, uh, it there can be a separation between person and and their art right you can be a mass murderer and be really good at fixing cars i'm going to acknowledge that you're really good at fixing cars you're also a mass murderer but you're really good at fixing cars all that being said Jonathan Majors is great in this. Like, really distinctly a different Kang than what we got in season one and distinctly a different Kang than what we got in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Mm -hmm. Distinctly different. So I, I was just, I was really entertained by the fact that this wasn't just, you know, this is like a a slightly, not incompetent, a slightly lacking confidence and stuttering and frightened version of Kang. And and it's it's super well done. Super well done. 
Um, while Victor's presentation seems to be the mostly seems to be mostly smoke and mirrors, as we learn later, he's a con man. It is interesting to hear how he approaches the conversation about the loom, as he says the device centers around inverting the temporal decay of the electricity flowing through it, lowering its entropy, and gathering it into fine threads of power, which it then weaves into elegant ropes of voltage. So, he's years ahead of his time. <laughs> like, so, yeah. And while while this stage show may be a con, the word, the, the, the science, not our science, the science of this universe <laughs> that he's spouting is 100% accurate. <laughs> like... That's that's essentially what the the loom is doing. It's it's what powers the TVA. Yeah. Right? So then we come back to the question of like is is this just has he been able to design the loom because of the actual he who remains his notes and blah 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 or is this actually the invention of the loom? This 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 is a smoke show. But it like it looks exactly like the loom because he's pulled it from from the notes from the notes and while this is a smoke show as we find out later he has actually reverse engineered and built actual working TVA equipment yeah he built a a, a temp stick uh, yeah a, a time stick yeah yeah Right now, um, it looks like a massive cannon you got to strap on your shoulder. Yeah, it hasn't been stuff. refined. Like, big two-handed thing. And he's like, whatever that little thing is he was playing with, too. Like, yeah, so he, he's actually built TVA equipment and other things. Mm-hmm. This is this is just a smoke show, though, because he, he's... Because once... Or, or else, if it's not a smoke show, then the other people just don't know what how to use it and what it's how to make it work. But I'm pretty sure that this is just a smoke show to get them some money. Oh, for sure, hundred percent. Why we have also, the big chase scene? What's up with that TVA book? Because, <clears throat> like, okay, he's got this TVA book, which is presumably again, like we see Obi's picture in it, right? It was written by Obi. But there also seems to be like an obscene amount of blank space in this book for him to write his own notes. Like there's full pages that are just Victor's notes and Victor's inventions and the things that he's drawn up. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Maybe he's added those pages or maybe that is it the same book? I think so. I thought so. Do we see at it first? This, I didn't think so, but then there was a moment where I was like, "Oh, it's the same book." You're talking about like later in this episode, right? Y- yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm jumping ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, as he says, the device centers around inverting. Uh, doop I said all that, and so from chaos comes order. It's hard to tell if Victor is simply trying to sell his device to a robber baron, who likely wouldn't care about temporal marvels without the real world consequence, or if the temporal loom is really used as some sort of battery to power something more nefarious. I didn't get that. I don't know. Is that? Something that was made clear to you? Um, I mean, his presentation made it seem like it could be, he wanted to power the world. You know, Uh, that's true. He's talking about it could power all of Chicago. But with, with the, like the onlookers, I think the, like that onlooker who is like, I got to have this. And like, he, he definitely has probably (laughs) ulterior motives. Right. And it, uh, after the presentation, Loki and Mobius run into Ravona, and the three of them argue about who he should go with. It's too bad, then, that this is also when the victims of Victor's cons decide to turn up. Chaos ensues as those men try to catch Victor while Mobius and Renslayer argue. 
Everything goes to shit when Sylvie appears, machete in hand, ready to kill Victor. Once again, she and Loki are caught on opposite sides. She's like, she is vicious. <laughs> like, she's very single track mind here. Yeah. And we, this, this, this kind of gives us her plan for dealing with, um, the, the Kang problem, right? So, like, last yeah, season, gonna go he who remains says, you kill me, and a whole bunch of me are just going to reappear and start a big, massive war, and it'll be death destruction. I, I, this is why I'm important. And she kills him. And this, her, 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 her plan is to just kill every variant of him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a simple plan. Before they can become, before they become a threat, she will kill them. Yeah. So Loki is intent. Pruning, essentially, instead of pruning the whole, the whole timeline to prevent Kangs from existing, she's simply pruning an individual by yes slaughtering them. <laughs> Loki is intent on saving Victor in order to use his temporal aura. Sylvie only regards him as another version of he who remains, someone who robbed the universe of free will. So yeah, she's a little bit of like a freedom fighter here. Yeah. But kind of on the wrong side of the battle. Yeah. Probably. Well, she's I don't know, yeah. and she's like, doing it because she's been wounded, right? Like she's she's still pissed off that she never had got to live out her life on her timeline. Yeah. But see, it's all a little, it's all a little confusing because again, he who remains was, was bad, right? Like he was a bad guy kind of, or was he like, he was doing he what he did sucked, but he was doing it to prevent war and chaos of all the other kings. And so, like, I don't know, like, what are we yeah. supposed to believe? He's, he's, was he who done, remains he, a bad guy? Yeah, like he did it. He did it to stop death and destruction. Yeah, from his other var- from his variants. But to do it, he's got to destroy timelines. Yeah. Which which there's people on those timelines <laughs> and yeah. And when timelines are pruned, they're sent to this other existence where they're then just eaten by this nasty monster thing. Smoke and monster. Yeah. Like <laughs> what's that's a pretty terrifying way to go, <laughs> which, which also creates so much like, cause presumably when a timeline is consumed or pruned, like when a person is pruned, I don't know. When a per- <laughs> like what happens when a timeline is pruned? Because we saw that a lot in the first. They like set down this little like pruning bomb thing. Yeah, and it would prune. It kind of do to the world what happens to an individual just on a right. Scale. So it doesn't prune the entire timeline. It just prunes the things in that timeline that are causing it to be a branched timeline. Right? Uh, Like like the pack of gum and whatever that the kid in like the 1500s had. Because uh, like, and it must be, because what I'm thinking is like otherwise when they show up and they prune a timeline... It's not like Loki and, you know, a, a Mobius driving a gremlin or whatever vehicle he was in. It's not like that's what would show up in, in the void for the smoke monster to eat. If they pruned an entire timeline, that's... We're talking like planets and universes. The universe and, yeah. arrives in the void. And that can't be. That's a lot of food for smoke monster. Right, right? Like that doesn't, it, it just like, how does that even work? It doesn't. So, 
Yeah. yeah. Maybe maybe the pruning bombs don't send them to that universe that just destroys it outright somehow. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, she regards him as someone who has been weaponized by the TVA to work against them. That's what she thinks of Loki. Of, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sylvie and Loki fight, sending off a powerful magical blast that separates them. Victor manages to run off with Ravona, who is not interested in fixing the TVA either, and they manage to escape both Loki and Mobius, as well as the people chasing down Victor for money. Yeah, Ravona's intentions here are... I don't, I don't know. She's, like, Loki says it perfectly. She's lost her way, right? Like, she... She wants to bring order to the TVA, but also is ignoring the warnings of the fact that pretty soon it's not going to matter because if they don't get him back with his temp- temporal aura, then there will be nothing to to um, reinstate order to. Like, it, it it's just, it's all going to be gone. But then I don't. Uh. Yeah. But then what Loki and Mobius is doing is not completely <laughs> black and white either, because it's like, you know, the TVA. Like, there's no, there's no good solution here, because if they, if they get the loom working again, it's still going to go back to like pruning timelines, is it not? I, I think they're hoping that maybe that they're, loom can. They're going to widen it and make adjustments. Function with branching timelines. But why do you even need a loom then? Yeah. Because the whole point of the loom is to thread it all into one timeline. Yeah, create the sacred timeline. Maybe the the loom is the problem here. Right. Maybe maybe the, the solution is just like, destroy the loom. Turn the loom off. Which... If the loom is powering the TVA and the whole reason the TVA is there, once the loom's gone, the TVA are dead. Yeah. Yeah. So, which is kind of what Sylvie is is saying. Sylvie's kind of like, destroy the TVA. Let it burn to the ground. Who cares? They're the yeah. problem. Right? Because if there's no loom, then all the timelines just kind of go about their merry way and they're not branching off of anything. Right. I don't know. In his home, Ravona and Victor have a moment where he shows her his refrigerator chair, and it's very clear that Miss Minutes is jealous. When they take a boat to Victor's lab across the lake in Wisconsin, Miss Minutes uses Ravona, referring to herself and Victor as partners, to feed Victor's dislike for working with anyone else leading to Victor putting Ravona in a lifeboat and sending her out to drift alone. This is like, yeah, he's got, he's kind of, again, going back to the whole back to the future thing, he's kind of got like a people calling Marty McFly chicken thing. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like he, he, he doesn't do partners, which is maybe tied into the whole, like maybe is supposed to be like a reference and some connective tissue to the whole, like, he can Man, be the only king, yeah. Thing, but yeah, he yeah. like because he, he if this is his mentality, if this is this variant's mentality, then yeah, he would not be a fan of the Council of Kangs. <laughs> no, no, and so yeah, so there she's dispersed of in a, a pretty like aggressive way. It isn't until he arrives at his lab with Miss Minutes that he realizes he's trusted the wrong person. Miss Minutes, like, yeah, Miss Minutes isn't interested in saving the TVA. Instead, she reveals to Victor that she's always wanted a full body so that she could truly, like, not just, like, lead beside him, but she also seems somewhat infatuated with him. Oh, yeah, definitely. She wants to have a relationship with him. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And there's a... <laughs> yeah. And she, she starts getting pretty pretty terrifying here, too. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Victor friends owns her (laughs) (laughs) and locks her back into the temp pad uh, so that, you know, she can't. I don't I don't even know. I don't know what she would do. I don't know that she can like, can she physically interact with things? She I pretty. Yeah, I think she can. Uh, So we kind of glossed over this, like as they're making their escape, Miss Minutes turns into a big, massive ghosty clock. Right. And starts like scaring everybody, being a big distraction. And I literally just watched, seen it as a like, because I got Disney Plus up here kind of skipping through the scenes. She, there's a, a whole bunch of flags kind of strung across the street and she's way taller than them all. And she like right. grabs them and pulls them down. Okay. So she can interact with things. So yeah, she yeah, maybe so could have been a threat. She could hurt somebody potentially. Right. <laughs> what her, what her physical limitations are like, how strong can she possibly be? I don't know. Like, could, could she, could she beat Victor in an arm wrestling competition? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, she could hurt him. Potentially, yeah. Here. Uh, with Miss Minutes gone, more problems arise. Ravona arrives at the lab, wanting to control Victor and gain control of the TVA. Loki and Mobius arrive to try to convince Ravona to lead Victor or er, to let Victor go. Sylvie arrives next, sending out a magical blast that knocks everyone out, so she can gain the upper hand on Victor. This is a great scene, right? It's yeah. just like, oh snap! Oh snap! Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it's this, like yeah, this. and this this steampunk pruning stick is so cool. It's so <laughs> cool. I, his entire lab is very cool. It's very like Victor Frankenstein. All the mannequins, yeah, the mannequins, and just like the ironwork up on the ceiling, and like it's just yeah, it's a cool yeah. set. The some of that ironwork and the buttresses there. Somebody, one of the breakdown videos I pointed at that pointed out that this is very, the kind of the circular part right in the corner is very similar to the stained glass at the end of time in his office. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so then Sylvie's just about to like cut Victor down and Victor successfully pleads his life. Right. Like he says, like, I'm not the person like you were hurt by someone and and someone did horrible things. But that's not me. Right. You don't know me. You don't know my heart. You don't know. Yeah. He rolled a natural 20 on his persuasion check. (laughs) He sure did. Um, And so despite her promise to kill all variants of Kang, she can't do it. Yeah. And she relinquishes Victor to Loki and Mobius. Well, yeah. And I think what happens here is she kind of realizes that she's going to do to him what the TVA did to her. Yes. Right. Yeah. Like the TV, she she's crying. pissed because the TVA never gave her a chance. They just assumed that she, because she's different than what Loki's supposed to be, she would destroy the timeline or the world or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. And she's essentially making the same judgment call on him because you're Victor, period. You're a variant of this guy, guy at the end of time. You're going to be evil. Yeah. Um, so then Loki, Mobius, and and Victor go through a, a, a portal. Is that, is that what we call them? A time door? I guess back to the TVA. Um, and, and just as they're going through, Sylvie says, don't make me regret this. And then says, I'll take care of her gesturing towards referring to Ravona. Um, as a final act, Sylvie creates a time door with he who remains his temp pad and kicks Ravona through to the end of time. With Miss Minutes by her side, Ravona learns that there is a huge secret that Kang has been keeping about her. Yeah. Miss Miss Minutes says some pretty harsh words here for the man of time. 
Like, oh yeah. He should should have never treated me like that. He should have known. <laughs> yeah. To that effect. Yeah. So there's some sort of secret, something that we're not aware of, and hopefully we find out in the next episode or at some point. I I don't know. Could be. Could be the end of the season. They may not not they may not touch on it again. I don't know. It's Disney Plus. <laughs> like who the hell knows? Right. But that's so, the episode. So what, the what, roll. Here, what Miss Minute says is it was foolish of him to make an enemy out of someone who knows all his secrets. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then she says, I know a secret about you, and it's gonna piss you off. Like, she doesn't say piss you off, but it's gonna make you mad. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, the plot thickens. So that's that's the episode. A little confusing. Uh, just it's in, time travel shenanigans. Yeah, of course it's confusing. <laughs> and it's like at a certain point, I don't know. At a certain point, do they just stop trying to make it make sense? <laughs> like I, you know, uh, it, it when you're when you have when you have time travel to mess around with do you just lean into the fact that it's confusing and doesn't make any sense or (laughs) that seems to be what they're doing yeah like what are the most weirdest paradoxes of time travel and let's just lean into them hard yeah where where like back to the future kind of they're like okay let's take this one kind of paradox and just simplify it make it easy and simple there whoever's writing loki's just like let's just go as far down the rabbit hole as we can go (laughs) yeah exactly yeah yeah all right carl what'd you think season two episode three was this episode a winner or fail for you um man it was a confusing episode like the part where the part where Victor is is on stage doing his performance with his his uh, thingamabob, yeah, smoking show, show. Um, I had to watch that twice. <laughs> <laughs> like I literally it got kind of the end of it where he's off stage getting bids, and I was like, I gotta go back because I don't fully understand what he said. Ha- this machine is for. And I watched it again. And I was like, okay, I kind of understand now. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it was a fun episode. Um, but yeah, like it's not an easy show to follow that. I don't like, it's not. It, yeah. So Are we running the risk of this, like, are we running the risk of this show instead of clearing up the MCU, just making it more complicated? Potentially, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens in the end. But I, I think this episode was a, a win for me, even though it was kind of confusing. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. But it didn't like the loom is still a big threat, even though they, but they've got Victor now. So. But now they have Victor, and Victor's in the TVA. Uh, so that's a potential new threat. Mm-hmm. And Sylvie, Sylvie's kind of seems to be, even though we kind of know where she's at, she's kind of all, she's kind of like up in the air for like who she's for and who she'll help or hurt. And then, uh, yeah, then Ravona's now at the end of time with minute Miss Minutes and, uh, that doesn't seem to be a good thing. So it does not seem to be a good thing yeah. at all. But the, so far, the show seems to be solving something every episode, which is kind of nice. But then at the same time, it it just pre- it's presenting new problems while still having this one overarching problem, which I think is good for a TV show. So so far, this series is going well. Three episodes in, but uh, it could still easily fall prey to the Disney Plus TV show problem. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? I think I'm constantly worried about it falling victim. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's all that ever happens. And it makes me sad. And I don't know what to do about it. But uh, this episode was a total win for me. Yeah. Confusing as hell. Uh, Super confusing. 
And did you rewatch any parts of it? <laughs> I didn't. Um, you, you just you just like uh, elected to be. Well, I don't understand, so I'm moving on. Yeah, like it doesn't make any sense. So is what it is. Yep. Uh, no, I, it's a good episode. I think I liked it better than episode two. Hmm. A little more confused about it than episode two. <laughs> yeah. But there was more. It felt less slow. Like more things happened in this episode. Yeah. I thought it wasn't necessarily action packed, but no. it was intriguing. Yes, uh, it, we we furthered the it, plot it a lot. Yeah. It wasn't action-packed, but it was eventful. Eventful, yeah. So, yeah. And yeah. I'm excited for episode four. I we're, we're halfway through the show. Is it only a six-episode series? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it kind of feels on track for six episodes, I would say. Uh, like, I feel yeah. like next episode, they're going to, the loom will be fixed, and that won't be a problem anymore. Oh, really? You think so? Okay. Well, well, they have him there. Right? Yeah. They, they just need his bio his signature, temporal signature or whatever. And then temporal the aura. Be, then Obi will fix the loom and then that won't be a problem anymore. Yeah. But then what? Then, then what? Then Loki or then uh, Victor just becomes an antagonist and he's, it's, yeah. he's the conflict so, for the rest of the season. Yeah. Sylvie and uh, not Sylvie, um, Ravona and, and Victor will then be the antagonist and the major problem for the last couple episodes. Right. Yeah, maybe. All right. Thank you for listening. Make sure you check out our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all listed below. Our Patreon, where for as little as a dollar a month, you can support the show and get some fun perks in return. If you understand what the hell is happening in this show, please email us at themoviemanpodcast at gmail.com and make it make sense for us. We will bring you on the show. And you can, <laughs> like, yeah, you can help us understand what the hell's going on because uh, because we currently don't, <laughs> not to the full extent, anyways. Uh, and we have merch. Uh, if you are a friend of the environment and you like to buy things that are environmentally friendly, there is a. Uh, what is it called again? An eco, an eco, an organic product. We have an organic product. We have several. We got lots of organic. No, there's products. only one. There's only one organic product under the organic product listing. Oh. It's a hat. Is it nice? Is it a nice hat? It's the cadet hat. Ah, uh, yeah. is it nice? It's a hundred percent cotton. Yeah, is it nice? That, that sounds nice. Nice hat. Looks nice to me. Yeah. All right, well, check it out. And until next week, (laughs) when we still probably don't understand what's going on. (laughs) Yeah. Here's to to being confused and temporal paradoxes. Yeah. (laughs) Woo!